welcome to T21 Mom. Hi friends, it's Mary and welcome to the T21 Mom podcast and this is episode 114. Did you have a prenatal or a birth diagnosis? When you found out your baby had Down syndrome, did anyone congratulate you? For many of us, especially if we've had a birth diagnosis, we often don't hear these words and I think it's really heartbreaking. And although I had a prenatal diagnosis, I chose to not tell very many people. I needed and wanted support, not pity or I'm sorry's. But I always remember on a hard day, a dear friend told me, you're having a baby and that's something to celebrate. And so on today's episode, I'm talking to Carissa Carroll. She's the founder of Jack's Basket. She was motivated after the birth of her son, Jack, who has Down syndrome. The delivery of his diagnosis to her and her husband, actually to her husband, was terrible and no one congratulated them. How terrible is that? And she wanted to change that. So let's go take a listen to see what she did. Today on the T21 Mum podcast, I'm talking with Carissa Carroll, rockin' mum to Jack and founder of Jack's Baskets. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. And we met at the most recent retreat that was held in San Antonio. How did you enjoy the retreat? I loved it. It's just when you are on a unique journey and have moms that get it, it's just life-giving and you can just know that we're in this together and I always leave just encouraged and inspired by just, you know, we all respond to things differently and we need each other to kind of, when we're in a valley or we're at a mountaintop of celebrating a milestone, I just love moms of kiddos with Down syndrome are some of the strongest women I know. And so I always have a great time. Oh, that's amazing. And I love that analogy in the valleys or on the mountaintop because I totally understand that and I totally get it. And that's that's a fantastic way to put it because <laughs> there's sometimes a lot of valleys, but there's also those mountaintops yeah. too. So yeah, that's wonderful. So you're a mom to Jack who has Down syndrome, but before we get started, why don't you tell me a little bit about you and your family? Yeah. Well, I'm born and raised in Minnesota and met my husband at college. We've been married for 17 years. We have three kids. My oldest is Luke and he's 12. Jack is 10 and Taylor is eight. And I always kind of comment when people are always like, how is Jack? How is Jack? And I was like, it's the two other with one less chromosome than that <laughs> have me on my knees. But yeah, we are an active family. Both my husband and I have background in education and really enjoyed teaching kids at the elementary level. And then I went on to the University of Minnesota and taught there. But ultimately, you know, having Jack and getting that unexpected news of him having Down syndrome changed me in ways I didn't know I needed. And I'm grateful for the work that we get to do every day at Jack's Basket. That's amazing. 
So Jack, you said is, sorry, 10, correct? Yes, he's so, 10. Okay. So you're the founder, obviously, of Jack's Baskets, a wonderful nonprofit. I mean, I know what it is, and I'm sure many people can guess what it is, but tell me what it is and what made you start this? Yes. So when people hear Jack's Basket, um, most people think of the basket, the actual basket, which is filled with gifts for a newborn with Down syndrome. It has all the free resources that are available to family in our community, local and national. And really, the desire that was placed on my heart and has become a passion of mine is when I realized that families were leaving the clinic or the hospital without a congratulations, they were leaving without any accurate information about Down syndrome. I, it just, I kept hearing that over and over again, and it broke my heart. And, mm -hmm. you know, when I had Jack, I received a birth diagnosis with him. And whenever you receive that news prenatally or at birth, it's shocking. Mm -hmm. It's unexpected. What I found, you know, was that there just was a lack of a welcome to the community, but I knew that there were things out there. And I kept reflecting that it shouldn't, my husband and I could get the support and that we had the network of people that knew where we could go. I just, I just had this feeling like no one should feel alone in this. Mm -hmm. And best resource was connecting with those parents that have a child with Down syndrome. Yeah. And so that's what happened after Jack was born. I had the unique pleasure of, while I was in college, taking care of a, a girl with Down syndrome. She was five at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, knowing what their family was like and knowing how she was just Kirsta. That was Kirsta. And she happened to have an extra chromosome. It didn't mean, though, when I got that diagnosis, I wasn't flooded with fear mm -hmm. and how would this change us? But calling Alicia and saying, you're never going to believe this. I just gave birth to a little boy with Down syndrome. And she said, not for a million dollars would I ever change who she is. And I needed those words and I trusted her. And I that could get me through the next hour because my mind was consumed with everything related to the diagnosis. I wanted all the books, but then some days I didn't. And I was in complete denial. Like, oh, today I, I, I don't think he looks like he has death. You know, I was going through all the <laughs> yeah. stages of grieving what I thought, mm -hmm. right? With my baby. And what I will tell you is not for a million dollars would I ever change who he is, but I will change the world because of him. Mm -hmm. Because he is worthy of celebration and all of our kids are, right? And so then that just kind of led to what we're doing today in welcoming and celebrating uh, babies with Down syndrome. That's fantastic. I'm always curious. Do you feel it was better that you had a birth diagnosis or would you have preferred a prenatal diagnosis? You know, I kind of feel like our stories are our stories and I feel like I probably would have worried maybe a little more. I, I I always say I filled out the birth plan for the second child. So if that gives you any indication of how I was planning for something, that in, in my case, I had a little baby to look back with his almond eyes and he said, just love me. We'll figure this out. 
But I also have really great close friends that were like, I want to be best prepared on where I deliver. And so, uh, like I mentioned, like, it is unexpected no matter when you find Mm -hmm. out, you know, there's going to be just a love story that unfolds. And but the story and how we were told his diagnosis has really impacted why we're doing what we're doing. Because the way my husband was given Jack's diagnosis when I was alone, or when he was alone, so I wasn't even in the room, a nurse practitioner walked in and said, are you aware of trisomy 21? Listed off characteristics Jack was showing and said, well, just enjoy your baby and left the room. And so my husband at that time in his life had never experienced really a a close relationship with anyone with Down syndrome. So he honestly said he didn't know if he would live. He didn't know what that meant. And so because of the abrupt and insensitive way that we were given that diagnosis, it certainly motivated us to do Mm -hmm. something about it. And with my education and uh, background in education, I just was so surprised that my friends in healthcare may know about diagnoses, yet they don't always have the tools for communicating. Mm-hmm. And that's another big part of our work at Jack's Basket is equipping medical providers for when they give unexpected news. It's not mm-hmm. a matter of if, and we're finding more and more, and we're meeting with providers uh, a couple times a month in grand rounds or staff meetings saying how, you know, a surgeon would never go into a surgery not prepared, right? Mm-hmm. How are we walking through these conversations without being prepared to mm-hmm. give life-changing news? Yes. And so that's why we are creating those credible communication skills in our diagnosis advocacy work. And it's, it's really changing the start of the story. Oh, I just, I love it because it is, I've heard so many terrible, terrible stories of how people got the news. I mean, mine was over the phone, kind of half expected. I was waiting for the results of an amnio, but, you know, but at least for me, like I, like your friend, I need to know ahead of time. So for me, it was good to know prenatally. I don't think I would have done well with the birth diagnosis. And then she was able to be celebrated when she was born. You know, the yes. doctors were all ready when doctor was taking pictures, you know, and, yes. uh, you know, I remember one doctor held her up and said, look at those jowls. Like, I'll never forget that, you know, and they were all excited for me and because they knew how much she was wanted. But for families like yourself, like, you know, you're just left to your own devices. Go and enjoy your baby. That's it. You know, that's terrible a way to, to, you know, to give somebody, the, like you said, life-changing news. Because it is life-changing. And I don't think the doctors always realize that. As us as the parents, that is, it is a life-changing moment. And that you never, ever forget the moment that you receive that news. You will never forget it for your whole life. And so... You know, it may not be the news that you're expecting, but we can sort of change the narrative on how it's delivered and that it can, you know, it doesn't have to be so negative because that's, right. you know, a big problem, as we all know, in this community and, and just in the, you know, special needs, differently abled community. We all know that that's a whole issue, but that's fantastic that you guys are, you know, that was what motivated you 
to start this. So, so Jack would have been born in 2013, I take it, or 20, yeah, 2013. Mm-hmm. So how old was Jack when you delivered your first basket? Yes. So we were just kind of reflecting on all the things we had learned in his first year of life. And we thought, what a way to celebrate his first birthday. There were a lot of tears on the night he was born. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he had brought so many tears of joy of just us learning a whole new journey that is beautiful. And so we went back in March of 2014 and we brought some baskets at a small little hospital in the Twin Cities in Minnesota. Um, Really just thinking we're going to write a letter sharing about what we had learned along with a few of other of my friends wrote letters to put in newborn gifts and blankets and gifts and really expecting to just leave it there. And we had kind of contacted the staff there thinking, I wonder if anyone had received that first basket. And I found out through social media that a mom had received it for her new baby boy. Mm-hmm. And she said it brought hope for their their new life. And she said it was the only congratulations they received while they were in the hospital. And so it was a bittersweet moment because we got a chance to welcome and congratulate this family and give them hope, yet to hear that we were the only ones that congratulated them. I, it's just, it broke my heart again because I just kept hearing, I, I, I kind of placed that of how can families then not assume life is going to be so difficult navigating the kind of the feelings of other people like Mm -hmm. I am now gauging how other people are responding to me that my baby has down syndrome and that Mm -hmm. should not be the hardest part on this journey yet it often is Mm -hmm. and then how does that play into our acceptance of our new lives and so that basically motivated me to contact everyone that I knew in a hospital in this area of just saying what do you do when a new baby's diagnosed with Down syndrome? Yeah. And in 2014, many of them were empty handed. They were, I was handed an outdated binder that had all the delays uh, that he was going to have. And mm-hmm. I was not ready for that. Yeah. So I said, hey, we're going to do this everywhere. And this past weekend, we celebrated our 8,000th baby in 41 countries in all 50 United States. So. Canada is one of them. And to date, we've celebrated 189 babies in Canada. So that's fantastic. I I have a heart that every baby deserves to be celebrated. Every Mm -hmm. family deserves to be congratulated. And we need to continue to speak up and share our stories because it really is changing the world. Yes, undoubtedly, 1000%. Oh, that's so fantastic. And I'm kind of curious, is there sort of like one country that maybe surprised you that has requested a basket? Like, I look at where people listen to my podcast, for example, and I've had people listening in Niger. It seems bizarre Mm -hmm. to me, but I thought, wow, that's really cool. So I'm just kind of curious, is there a place that you thought, wow, that's wow, we've gone so far or that's really interesting that they found us? Yes. 
Well, I think opportunities like a podcast like this, where you have listeners from all over the world and also social media platforms. We've actually celebrated over 100 babies last year in Japan. Oh, and that great. ultimately, yeah, so Sue is there and she just had found us. And then, you know, I always want to encourage people that request baskets for babies wherever you are in the world, because we would love to support you in that. And oftentimes it's a family that received a basket and they were impacted by it. And then you start to see they're a leader in their community and they want to be a part of celebrating another baby. So, you know, Singapore, we just had a family share their story. We have a lot of babies in the United Kingdom. It really, it, it blows my mind, honestly, that, you know, kind of what started here in Minnesota has grown to what it is, but I'm just thankful to be able to do it. Oh, that's so amazing. I lived in Japan for a couple of years and I mean, it's been quite a while since I've been back, but that is so fantastic to hear about them being like babies with Down syndrome being celebrated in Japan, because I know that's a very, I think that would be a very challenging country. I don't think there's probably a lot of access. I mean, it might be different now, a lot of access to, you know, the various therapies because, you know, when I was there, and like I said, it was a long time ago, you know, it was a very homogeneous culture and differences weren't celebrated. You know, the kids all had to dress the same in school and, you know, it just, you, you, everyone kind of was the same, you know, and sure. So I'm glad to hear that. And, I, and and I've just heard other stories, too, about kids in Japan, you know, with Down syndrome that, you know, they're often given up and, and so on. So that's so fantastic to hear that there's babies there being celebrated. So, I mean, I love Japan. It was a wonderful experience, very different from living in Canada and I'm sure the U.S. But yeah, so I definitely think there would be some challenges there, but how wonderful that they can, you know, start their journey with a beautiful basket. That's amazing. Wow. Well, and I, I just think back to a lot of times we just have a natural tendency to generalize groups of people. And so when mm -hmm. you um, get to know somebody with Down syndrome, they you're not defined by your diagnosis. It's you're a person, you're a neighbor, you're a child, you're a classmate, teammate. And ultimately, the reality of families finding out more prenatally, understanding the need for just equipping these providers so mm -hmm. that they know about all of us in this supportive community that is ready to walk alongside them wherever they are in the world. And that slowly just continue to break down barriers and mm -hmm. stereotypes so that, you know, Jack is Jack. He happens to have an extra chromosome, but, you know, I, honestly, we all have things that make up who we are and you know, we put a value of worth on each of our lives. We were all created with the purpose to do amazing things. So I think continuing to speak up and share those things. Oh, that's wonderful. Now you touched a little bit on it, but I'm kind of curious as to what you put into these baskets that, you know, these families are going to receive. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a, it's a balance, right? Of we're welcoming a new life. We're welcoming a new baby. And so when you have a baby, you get gifts. And so mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that the families knew, yes, you're going to learn a little bit about Down syndrome. You're going to learn a lot about your baby. 
And so having those gifts that are intentional, you know, blanket, burp cloth, there's a onesie with Jack's life verse in it, but there's also a fine motor little gift in there because we also know there's this village of PT, OT, speech, people that become a part of our extended family that will Mm kind of just help them along their journey. But then wherever in the world that this request is coming from, we want to make sure we have as much relevant resources for them. So we put in all of the organizations we partner with all in one place, Mm -hmm. which we've gotten feedback from our healthcare providers. Thank you. I know about all these amazing ones, but I don't know where to send them. And to have it all in one place is such a gift. But ultimately, it was really going back to that first thought of it's a parent congratulating a new parent and giving that encouragement. So there's letters in there from parents that have a child with Down syndrome to the new parent. Oh, I love that. And I know they do that at the retreat to write uh, a card or a letter. I haven't ever done it. But, you know, after this past year, I think, you know, that's something that I want to do to be a part of, because I think it's so important to welcome our babies. You know, it's just so important. Well, and and to circle back to Kirsta, who I was taking care of when she was five, she is now graduated college. She is in our Jack Basket office on Tuesdays, and she congratulates the families and writes a, a little note to them. And at the retreat this past year in Texas, a parent had come up and she had had Kirsta's congratulations note on their refrigerator for the past two years. And so it's like, does Kirsta know how much her life makes an impact on those, you know, just receiving this news? And it was just such a a wonderful example of each of our lives bring hope to others and you know, to spread that, that word to others. So Kirsta comes in, we have a Tuesdays with Kirsta video that we do. And she is just, she's dynamite. She keeps me on my toes and and I give it right back to her. Oh, that is so fantastic. It's making me tear up hearing that because you just, you don't always know the impact that you're going to have. And then to hear about it is really quite amazing. That's just incredible. And this sort of kind of goes along with what you just said, and probably especially in the beginning, what kind of, like, what were you envisioning when you were first putting the baskets together? Or what was kind of like the emotions of, you know, I'm giving this basket to another family, another mom who's, who, you know, I want to congratulate them, who maybe others are not congratulating them. Like, how does that, how does that feel when you're... Yeah, um, it's it's an honor for me that we get to come alongside these families, the parents that came into our lives and came alongside us and really just allowed me to talk out my feelings. That was a gift to me. And I had didn't have to have any shame in the thoughts I was having or anything. But just to know I was not alone, to be able to congratulate someone that you know we always oftentimes hear from parents like if I would have known what I knew back and there is a bond that we have knowing that our lives changed Mm -hmm. and to have somebody there in any unexpected event and Mm -hmm. you know 
Jack's Down syndrome diagnosis is not honestly one of the, it's a thing that changed our lives, but we've also experienced other things that were unexpected. And it's provided strength and it through adversity and it's helped us remind us that we're we're stronger than we thought. But in that moment, we don't always know that or recognize it, mm-hmm. or we're filled with doubt, or potentially up until that point when we received that news, that might have been the most devastating or heartbreaking or just traumatic experience we've ever had. However, someone wants to define it. It's your story. Mm-hmm. And to have somebody to come alongside and say, how are you doing? Yeah. That's that's just a gift. And I wanted that for new parents. And it's it just brings me joy because I know and I trusted those parents that were farther on the journey. And I just could not believe how families were being treated. And I said, this has to change. I know. I It's... I I hope that we've come a long way because I I think it's just really terrible what, you know, what people have gone through when they, when they get that birth diagnosis and, you know, it's just, it's, I, I, my heart hurts for those families where it's, where it's given in such a terrible way and, and, you know, and then you're just kind of left to your own devices. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, it's awful. And what does Jack think about all these baskets? <laughs> oh, okay. So we have um, our office, our headquarters is a few miles from our home. It really started in our home in like this little area, right? But then it's grown tremendously. And so when we come to the Jack's basket office, I mean, he he sees his pictures up on the wall. He shines. Um, in the spotlight and so we recently had our you make me better gala Mm -hmm. and he gets to welcome our guests and he gets on that stage and just uh, just shines he you know sees we have a lot of merchandise he knows and what has been really incredible is his school or this community if he's in an activity it's hey it's jack from jack's basket and honestly I, I hope you hear in my heart that if it's Jack or if it's Jane's basket, it doesn't matter. It matters the fact that we are recognizing these lives are valuable. And mm-hmm. it ha- happens to be that because of Jack and his, he's inspired me to speak up and do this. Honestly, he, he's he got to stay humble like we all do, right? <laughs> like, But he definitely gets a lot of attention and... I'm just thankful that it's helped everyone to recognize every life is a gift. Oh, that's fantastic. So how do you deliver the baskets? Do you have people in the other cities or do you deliver them if they're local? Like, how do you do it? Yep. We are grateful for our basket delivery parents around the U.S. that um, we have over 104 right now with some still in the uh, applying stage, but if we have a local volunteer, they will be hand delivered to the new parents. We have Down syndrome champions, which are healthcare providers who are our volunteers that are requesting these baskets for the babies. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. If we should not have a volunteer in the area, then we will ship that basket directly to the home wherever in the world that request is coming from. So basket requests can be come from providers, from the parents themselves or family 
and friends of the the family too. And how have you been like, especially, I, I mean, it's been around for 10 years now. Uh, yeah. Or nine, I guess. Cause if it was on his first birthday. So how do you, how were you kind of getting the word out? Like, were you contacting the hospitals in your area or, or what were you doing? Mm-hmm. We, we delivered that first basket in 2014. We became a nonprofit seven years ago and really, again, just trying to fill baskets for any baby requests we got. We are, you know, meeting with providers monthly that are then requesting baskets. So we, like I mentioned, we do those grand rounds meetings, staff meetings, but also the gift of social media. It's a very easy way to spread the mission. But in the early days, getting some media attention that went to Good Morning America, and we were getting requests all over the world. That's and amazing. so that's kind of initially how it started. This year in 2023, we'll celebrate about 2,000 babies. We get about five to seven requests a day. Wow. And word of mouth, any of anyone can, you know, share and say, hey, do you know of a baby recently diagnosed? I want to celebrate that baby with you and request a basket for a new family. So we've been grateful for all of the people that have helped spread the mission. Oh, that's fantastic. That's wow. Five to seven a day. I would never have guessed. I mean, I had no idea, but that's so fantastic. So, you know, so you mentioned how you get the the baskets and so parents can just go to your website, which we'll certainly put a link in the show notes on how people can just go and request a basket. It's a great website. There's some nice video on there. Now you mentioned about uh, you make me better, gal. I'm actually wearing that shirt. You can't see it, but actually, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I got one for Ainsley at the retreat, and then I ordered one. I got it in the mail not too long ago, so I love it. And so, what is that? The the you make me better gala, and I I guess that's to help support Jack's baskets. Mm-hmm. It's like a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, kind of going back, uh, never did I expect we would be doing this and kind of talking to my friends like, I'm going to fill baskets for babies. Can you help? And it was a group effort to us getting so many requests. We were like, we've got to fill these baskets. There should never be an expectation that anyone that receives a basket should pay for this basket. It's all complimentary to the family. And so knowing that we're filling this many, we needed a fundraiser. And mm-hmm. what's kind of started with a couple hundred people, this year we had a thousand people gather <laughs> in the room in Minneapolis and then had over 30 states log in. And and I think I'm kind of feeling like there was like over 10 countries that logged in. Again, the gift of virtual, right? Logging yeah. in. But ultimately to help fill baskets also help us in our efforts that are medical initiatives to create these credible communication tools for providers. Mm-hmm. And our latest thing that we launched at the gala to kind of give them a heads up that we're working on a communicating unexpected news curriculum for medical professional professionals and learners so when they need continuing medical education, they need continuing education units they can go on to this curriculum and log in and get those continuing ed units. 
that all goes into supporting our organization. We have seven employees that work at Jack's Basket and we have hundreds of volunteers. So, but the actual basket itself is $150 to fill a basket. The value mm -hmm. is much more, but we try as best as possible to get donations to make it economical. But again, no expectation for anyone that receives a basket for there to be any cost. Everything in there is free. And so the resources are all free. Everything is available to them. Wow. That's, that's so amazing. That is so wonderful. Now, I know for me, I would have loved to have received a basket, you know, even though I, obviously I knew when she was born that she would be born with Down syndrome, but I think it just, because it was a lonely time, you know, after getting her diagnosis, I didn't tell very many people, just had a very close group of people and my family that knew because I felt I wanted to wait until after she was born to share that news because I, I didn't want any I'm sorry's or anything like that because she was, I knew she was going to be my one and only. So, you know, I just, but it would have been so nice back then to get something, you know, like like that to welcome my baby but I mean it, it was still a celebration when she was born because the people who I needed to know knew and that we could celebrate yeah. her but yeah a nice nice gift that's specific for our kiddos and to welcome us into this amazing community you know would have been wonderful but you know things have changed since then which is great <laughs> so understand prenatally or at birth whenever the family is ready, right? Like some families are not ready to celebrate and that's okay. It's mm -hmm. more of knowing that it's available to them. Mm -hmm. But we would love, I always say to our volunteers, they don't know what they don't know yet. Yeah. They don't know that there are really great things available to them, but we also want to respect their timing and things like that. And so if, if you know, of someone that's expecting a baby with Down syndrome requests the basket for them. And when they're ready to dive into all of that, great. And some are just like, give it to me now. I want to, I want all the information. Right. Yeah, that probably would have been me. <laughs> so you mentioned about Krista and the, the lady at the retreat, but do you often hear from the recipients of the baskets? All the time. It's, yeah. it is our team constantly is sharing just, oh, we got this message from, you know, this parent that received the basket and this is what it meant to them. We also hear messages from those that requested, like, and saying, my friend just received this news and you gave us the best opportunity to congratulate them. And so, I mean, and then the provider. It's just they get a chance of celebrating this baby with them and got to be a part of that story. So, yeah, we hear from and we love the updates. We love getting the, hey, we received a basket four years ago and here's what, you know, is happening. We know each of the journeys look unique. And the other part of the impact is that parent connection. So, you know, if a family is experiencing something that maybe if I was connected to them, I couldn't answer. We know there is a group of parents that would be happy to answer or support you through 
whatever you're experiencing. So it, that parent connection is key. Oh, 100%. Most definitely. When you first started Jack's Baskets, what was your vision? Did you have any idea the kind of impact that it was going to have? No. I mean, I really <laughs> felt like we would just kind of leave those two baskets at that hospital. But my my parents kind of described me as feisty. <laughs> and so I said, when I heard that they were, we were the only ones to congratulate them, I was like, this is not okay. When a new parent has a baby, they need to be congratulated. And so I said, well, feisty gets things done. And so it really motivated me. And I never would have expected that we would be where we are today. Wow, that's amazing. What are your hopes and dreams for Jack's Baskets? And do you have any other plans like to grow Jack's Baskets? My hope and dream is that every baby diagnosed with Down syndrome would be welcomed and celebrated. Not mm -hmm. a lot of our focus is every diagnosis experience involves a provider. And my heart is that every provider is equipped with communication tools to honor the life of a baby with Down syndrome. I, my hope is that parents can have meaningful experiences versus being robbed of something that they, they deserve mm -hmm. to have uh, an experience that's positive. Our babies deserve that. And so my dreams for the future for that to happen is that we continue to reach providers and celebrate babies. And it, you know, there are thousands and thousands of babies that we haven't reached. And mm -hmm. there's just a lot of work that we need to continue to do. I'm hoping to work myself out of a job for in the <laughs> fact of a baby with Down syndrome would be celebrated like any other baby. Yeah. And so until that happens, we'll keep working hard. That's fantastic. Now you mentioned that you're a nonprofit and you have your, you make me better gala. So how can, can people support you? Mm -hmm. There's a variety of ways. If you wanted to fill a basket in honor of someone you love, that's a great thing to do. We have a burgers and baskets campaign in June, which is basically you host in your backyard or in your home, burgers, grill them up and you spread the mission of Jack's Basket and say, we're going to fill baskets for babies. And I'm going to tell you about an organization that's important to me. We are doing Give the Gift of Hope this, the end of the year here. Oftentimes, you know, around the holiday season, instead of maybe giving a gift, actually, you're giving hope by filling a basket. But also, I do want to just emphasize the powerful words. Mm -hmm. Our lives of that phrase, you make me better, is something that we should be saying to everyone, right? And there are people in our lives that do make us better. And so as we go into the end of this year, we're saying give the gift of hope in our words. And, you know, our children with Down syndrome have made our lives better. And that's mm -hmm. not necessarily what we may have heard at the beginning, but mm -hmm. it's our truth. And so, you know, whatever the way it looks like in supporting Jack's Basket, if that's financially contributing to Phil, or if it's spreading the message of hope 
and giving powerful words to bring life and love to the to the world that's i i feel like that's just as important and so you know that's my long answer to ways you can help us that's amazing and i think those are some really wonderful like initiatives that people can do uh you know throughout the year and i love you know just to the people can themselves donate a basket like they can pay for a basket i think that's just so wonderful i think what you're doing is amazing like i said i wish i could have gotten a basket but i know there's lots of other mamas out there or families that are so appreciative of getting a basket and and you know welcoming like i always tell people you know you're now in the club that you thought you never wanted to be in it's like the best club but you didn't know you wanted to be a part of and I think it's a great, you know, your basket is a great way to introduce families to our amazing community. Hey, thank you. Thank you. We love it. And opportunities like this to just connect with you and your followers. And when we know of a love that's changed our lives for the better, it's very hard not to share that. And so, yeah, we're in this together. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much, Krista, for coming on today and sharing such a heartwarming and and also a much needed story and organization that we all need to know about. Thank you. You're welcome. Isn't it amazing what Carissa and Jack's baskets is doing? I think we all deserve a basket. I know I would have loved to have received a basket when Ainsley was born. You know, because for some of my takeaways, like number one, as Carissa said, you know, there was a real lack of welcome, you know, to the community. You know, no one should feel alone, especially if you're getting a birth diagnosis, because that's, that can be pretty scary, you know. And she said that she just couldn't believe how families were being treated and said this has to change and sometimes you know necessity is the mother of invention and look what it's created you know they are delivering baskets all over the world if i recall correctly it was eight thousand baskets and counting i think that's amazing and number two is that she was just so surprised that her friends in healthcare, you know, they may be familiar with the diagnosis of Down syndrome because it is the most common chromosomal anomaly, but they didn't really have the tools to communicate the diagnosis, which is so essential because as I said, no one ever forgets that moment when they're given that diagnosis. It's impressed on you for the rest of your life. Like I will never forget receiving Ainsley's prenatal diagnosis. And number three, which is so terrible, like Jack is only 10. So it was only 10 years ago that she was handed an outdated binder that had all a list of the delays that her baby would have. And, you know, that she just really wasn't ready for that. And I don't think any parent is ready to hear that when they're just 
a baby. No one can predict a child's future. And to just hand someone a binder and say, here you go, you know, it's, it's terrible. And like she said, this has got to change. And number four, as I mentioned, they have delivered 8,000 and plus baskets. They've delivered baskets in 41 countries, every U.S. state. You know, I think that is amazing. You know, we all, I think, have the ability to be the tools for change. It doesn't have to be huge. It can be small in, you know, just connecting with others in your community or welcoming a new parent, you know, with just even a card or, you know, a little note to let them know that they're not alone. And number five, you know, she said it's provided strength and through adversity, it's helped us to remind us that we're stronger than we thought, but that in that moment, we don't always know that or recognize it, or sometimes we're filled with doubt. And I think that is so true. I I know I can speak of that for myself, that this journey has made me realize I can do hard things. And I think we all can do hard things and that we shouldn't doubt ourselves. This journey can be really hard and challenging at times, but you know, we are doing it. And number six, you know, as Carissa said, you know, our, our children with Down syndrome, they make our lives better. And I can say that wholeheartedly with my daughter Ainsley. I often wonder what my life trajectory would be if I hadn't had her. But I know that she's made my life better. It's challenging at times, no doubt. I think just raising a human is challenging. But, you know, I know for sure that she has made me a much better person. I'm much more patient than I ever thought I would be. Although I'm still working on that. And, you know, and I love that that's what they have on their shirt. You make me better. And I have one of those shirts and I love it. And I gave Ainsley one as well. And, you know, and I think it's so, so true. And, you know, number seven is, as I just said, you know, Carissa mentioned about emphasizing the powerful words of you make me better. And that it's something that we should be saying to everyone everyone who has an influence in our lives, not just our kids with Down syndrome, but you know, who, who's had that impact on your life? Who makes you better? So thanks for listening to the T21 mom podcast. And I hope you really enjoyed this episode. And, you know, like I say, I would love to hear from you. Let me know your thoughts on this episode. You know, send me uh, a note or even a voicemail, you can visit my website at t21mom.com and you can subscribe if you like. Still haven't figured out what I'm going to do with uh, people who are subscribing, but I'll figure that out at some point. But like I said, I would love to hear from you. And, you know, if you have any ideas for upcoming shows, let me know. So keep on loving on your rocking kiddos and I'll see you next time.